thousand. You've changed. You're different in the car. Not not speeding. Not slowing. You're different in the car. And now the baby's coming. <laughs> it takes two. Hello and welcome to Ultrabox 5 and the 15 Futures of Ramjack. Hello everyone, I'm Alex and joining me today for Ramjack is Brad. Hi. Guys, we have a wonderful episode for you. We do. In this spooky holiday season. Not, not, yet. not yet. Oh, it's not yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, one more week. See, I, I think I'm participating Somebody, in the, the holiday trying to creep. jump the gun. I'm Listen, sorry, we're not done with 9-11. Alex, you're, really you're trying to done. put your 9-11 and your Halloween together, and those are those are two scary days, but you got to separate them out. Now, next week, we'll go full Halloween. i got to remember to separate my fear Yeah. on those two days. Yeah. I'm just, so sorry, guys. Just remember, never forget. Never forget. Also, guys, we are. I please tell us your monster sightings. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm confused as to which holiday they need to tell us monster sightings for. <laughs> Someone who's like super jingoistic, <gasps> so pro-American that it's weird, well, guys, are like spooky, know, scary monsters that are like creeping behind trees to eat children on Halloween or something. Three hundred. We're three hundred sixty-five days a year. I'm monster friendly. So if you see monsters, you report them to us any day, any month, any time. Please. Please. I got a lot of reports here, Brad. I don't awesome. want to slow up the show because there's right. lots of stuff to get through. I think All you're right. going to be really entertained. I think you're going to be shocked, frankly. Oh, no. But I'd like to remind our listeners that every week we like to talk about a television show, and this week we're going to be talking about Perfect Strangers. Yes, we are. Season 2, Episode 1? Yes, second season! Oh, guys. Ooh. What a treat. What a treat. Brad, there was a wedding delay in the UK. Oh, no. According to the New York... This, today is the day um, Claire's sister's getting married. I oh. hope... Oh I no! Hope that this isn't upsetting news. This is pre- like I read this this morning. Like mm-hmm. this is a this morning article. So oh, this actually no. could. Claire, Uh-oh. is this your family? Let oh, us no. know what's up. Give us an inside track because the New York Daily News is not making it easy. Ooh. They're being a little fast and loose with some of the more interesting details that I want to get to the bottom of. I think they're having a wedding in Greece. So okay, well then that's then maybe, maybe it'll be okay. Well then they dodged a bullet. Good luck. Congratulations. Well, not a bullet per se, but maybe a pair of scissors. Oh. oh. Or. Um, um, oh, the old wedding scissors. Old wedding scissors. <laughs> you know that old Wasn't tradition. something borrowed, something blue, something that can't cut you? I don't... <laughs> Definitely. I don't know what and, the... I don't know that now's the part of the ceremony where we throw the scissors <laughs> to the blindfolded people. Ah! My hands! Ah! We have fun. We have fun. Oh, it's a... <laughs> Who wants cake? Yeah! Weddings can be weird. Um, so a guy broke into a church, mm-hmm. cut off his own testicles with a pair of scissors and played around with them in the church until authorities and um well play you say play around i like i i just i, I imagine like a, holding I, them I, screaming. I imagine the worst game of ping pong ever holding them screaming blood just like <laughs> draining as fast as his little heart can pump it until authorities and medical um units oh, apprehended him fuck. and took him to the hospital yeah um, oh, Dunzo. Yikes. They did the best they could for a cleanup job. There was a oh. wedding later that day. Ooh. Ooh. They didn't realize he had where his testicles were until the wedding guests found them as they were entering. How do you <laughs> How do you lose that? Listen, he's bleeding from his crotch. Where are his oh. testicles? I don't know. We got to get him. We got to get him to the hospital immediately. Sir, where are your testicles? Hmm. Lost them. I was playing. What are you playing? This is the worst game. <laughs> 
What game are you playing? Oh. I want to go into the church and hide them like oh. Easter eggs. Oh fuck, sir! You need help, Worst. but we're not going to spend the time to have, like get your testicles. Oh. Can't you follow the trail of blood? Yeah, you think they'd be pretty easy to find? Like, what's going on? Why would? Ah, uh, I mean, there's so much about this that is terrifying. Why have they left your body? Like, keep them there. That's where they belong. Um, terrifying. Oh, terrifying. Guests were horrified to see these testicles. Yeah. Um, I hope all of our listeners are relieved to find out that the bride was not informed until after the wedding went off without a hitch. Except for those few guests who were a little grieved out because they found severed human testicles in the church. Like, in a pew. Wedding favors. Can you imagine, like, letting your kid play around on the ground because you think it's a church so it's all, like, clean or propped and they just... What are you chewing on? <laughs> I mean, when they get when toddlers get to a certain age, they start teething, and you just what? Look, did did you give her Cheerios again? I told you not to give her Cheerios. Oh my God, it's a human testicle. My child is gnawing on a human testicle. No, no. Brad, I want answers. Who was this man? Was this a stranger? Was he just crazy and broke into a church? Or was this someone who is affiliated with this wedding, even in a a tangential way? Like, was this like an old lover of her or his? If I can't have her, I'm not going to have anyone. (laughs) All right. I mean, she is a ball buster. So I'm just going to give her what she wants. Why should I want to give her what she wants? I'm crazy. But I love her so much. I'm so crazy. Jeez. Worst. You know that's how they found that kid just teething. I just can't. I mean, when you throw something like that out in the world, not really thinking about it, and then it really settles with you. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry I put that image in people's heads. Oh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) Never forgets. You can't. Don't put your kids in on the floor is a lesson we take from this. That is What's true. the lesson we take from Listen, this story? Have, have we not, have, has our mission for the year not been don't eat shit off the floor? Well, look what can happen. If you let your kids eat shit off the floor, all of a sudden they get a testicle in their mouth. And that's scarring that's gonna need therapy. For everybody. Everybody. For everyone involved. Including me. Brad, I'm here for you. I'm sure the listeners listeners are here for you. Oh my god, guys. I love you're like, I need all the listeners. Guys, guys, we're not gonna make it. We're not gonna make it. I don't know if I can make it now. Um, (gasps) if you can't sleep, I got another thing for you. Alright. NASA wants you. Okay. Uh, Take me. I got got nothing else going on in my life right now. Bring in NASA. For $1,200 a week. Okay. For 15 weeks. They cool. Need, they need people to do a sleep study. Can do. There's one little... Well, there's a few actual, like, uh, I guess, uh, fine print things. All right. First off, you have to constantly be laying down on a bed tilted at six degrees at a backwards angle. Okay. All right. I slept sitting up last night, so that's that'll work. That's fine. No, man. Laying down. I can do that. But see, it's not... Flat. It's uh-huh. just six degrees, so it's maybe enough to make you crazy. But they're they're doing this to obviously I do trust. I, I I bet it beats what I got <laughs> going on right now. I'm not really sure why they need to do this, other than um them simulating like long distance travel mm-hmm. for astronauts. But can't they just do this on the International Space Station with astronauts? Why why are you gonna destroy my dreams, Alex? They need me. 
Volunteers will be required to live in a bed. Yes, please. Located oh, in NASA's Flight Analogs Research Unit. I'm in. At the University of Texas Medical Branch. Can do. The subjects will be split into two groups. Some okay. will be required to spend 105 days living in the facility. All right. And go through a variety of resistance and aerobic exercises. Cool beans. While remaining at bed rest. Okay. All right. Sounds good. The others will spend 97 days huh? and will not be required to do exercise. Either one. I'm cool. Leave, leave me in the bed. You can't leave the bed, though. You're eating in bed, so crumbs all in the bed. I haven't had a bed in like 100 days. Let me have this. You can't. I'm trying to make up for. You can't. You're going to have to like bathe on the bed. You're going to have to like I'll figure it out by yourself with like whatever they give you. Well, well, I'm assuming you're not in a giant room with other people, even though that would also probably simulate. Just a bunch of beds. Yeah, just a lot of beds. You're on your own little bed hey. islands. People going crazy. Hey, guys. What are you doing on your bed? What are you doing over there? Morning! Good I morning! I hate that bastard. I throw my pillow at him, but I'd lose it because I can't get on this fucking bed. Morning, astronauts! I like to pretend we're astronauts. <laughs> we're astronauts. We're making so much money. Oh my god, we're making bank! Yeah, how many how many weeks would that take, or days, before everyone in that room went fucking nuts? I could do it. I could, oh, I know you could, could do, do it. it. I could so do no, it. No, dude, you would kill someone like... you would. There would be like... They would have to shut the program down in a week. As, as many stories you tell me about monsters... Pop in some headphones. Goodbye. Can't. I don't think you can. No headphones. I think it's. I think it is just like no, you're no, supposed no to. No earplugs. Nothing. Nope. Are we sure they're all in a room together? I don't think they're. No, actually I don't. In a I don't room. know if they are, but Let's, I think that would help on, the study out. On. I think it's all right. We'll just all People be separate. People just going crazy. Give me my separate bed pod. Imagine you being the only sane one there. Someone like on day seven looks over at you, just like perched on the end of their bed like a bird goes. Psst, hey, the floor is lava. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of lavas everywhere. All right, making $1,000 a week. It's okay. I would just yawn and roll over. <laughs> Good night. There's a nightmare over there. I'll go over here and see what sleep has to offer. I've always been fascinated by sleep studies. I've done um, I've done uh, a couple of them. In my really? Life. Yeah. See, I would love to do one. Mainly because I just my the speed at which I can hit REM sleep has to be something that's weird. Mm -hmm. Unless... I'm sleep depriving myself and not aware of it, but because I know your body can adjust to how much REM you need. The the couple times I've had to do sleep studies was like the most awesome relaxing sleep I ever had, like ever. Sleeping on a, a cloud. Because it was because a it's like super comfortable beds. Um, but they have all these like like electrodes on you and stuff. So that there's not really a whole lot of options in like position. So you can't really move around that much. So you're just kind of stuck. Like all right, well I'm just gonna be in this position, and it is going to be the most quiet room ever. Pitch black, most comfortable bed. Good night. You wouldn't want to leave. Don't want to leave. I just want to sleep. But they do like they come and like wake you up every like so often. It's like oh, I was in the best sleep. Why are you waking me up? I'm sure it's a gentle wake, right? Is it like that one woman who was at the um, hospital that took my blood at like one in the morning and didn't wake me up till the needle was in my arm? Yeah, yeah. Which, because kinda... that one was gorgeous. And I was like, what the hell? Oh, oh wow. Oh, wait a minute. Who hey. are you? I'm just taking your blood to work. That is Give so weird. a little wink and a smile. I'm like, mm. okay. What is up? She could have been for the future taking my blood. She could have been a vampire, right? I don't know. It's okay, though. All I remember is waking up in a groggy like haze and this beautiful woman taking my blood. Wow. I didn't even have experience. a sleep study. I was just in the hospital. Never saw her again. Hmm. Now a lot of questions are actually coming hmm. up in my mind. Like, and she said, we need this for the future. Goodbye. <laughs> Be with sleep. Sleep soundly.
It is always weird, like, in the hospital and things, like, because, like, people will come in and, like, change things out. And you just, like, you notice that all of a sudden there's, like, a weird light in the room. And then it's like, oh, there's a person doing things. What, what's that? Just, oh, don't worry about it. We're just changing this out. Oh, okay. All right. And then they leave. And you're like, okay. Now I've got to go back to sleep. Oh, that was weird. Mm, strange. And then one time it's aliens. Ah! That's how they get you. <laughs> one time it's aliens. <laughs> gotta be ready. Gotta be ready. You always have to be ready. Gotta be ready. Always. See, that's when you would go crazy at the sleep study. Like, you're fashioning shivs out of, like, something that they've given you. Definitely. And you look over, you look over at Lava Person and you're just like, Oh, they're coming. Next time it'll be aliens. Trust me. Goodbye. Slit <laughs> my own throat. Goodbye. Not taking that chance. <laughs> it's getting on the lava bed. They think it's swirl lava. And right. It's like, and the NASA guy behind the glass is like, oh, well, we got another failure. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> time, time to start over. And thank you for your, your participation. Everyone will get paid. Um, apparently, you also have to be able to pass the modified Air Force Class 3 physical. Oh, no. But if you can make that, there is a sleep study waiting, which may or may not be a living nightmare. We'll see what happens. We'll find out. Brad, the city of Vienna has made honest efforts to ask women what they want in a city. Okay. The article I'm getting this from is fascinating, but apparently the city was like, you know, we want to make our city more friendly toward women. Mm -hmm. What can we do? So they pulled a lot of women, got a lot of women together, and just asked them the basic questions. Right. Now, I'm not going to get too, too much more into this, even though it is awesome. But one of the most interesting things that they did was they took the parks in the city, and especially the parks for children, and then refactored them or redid landscaping. And here's why. Apparently, younger girls, there's a drop-off at a certain point where they don't like going to parks anymore. Mm -hmm. um, Makes sense. Parks yeah. are scary. No, well, dudes are the worst yeah. is what it is. Right. Because one of the reasons that they found out was that boys tend to be very territorial, I guess, oh. when in our youth. Okay. So women felt um, weird about that. Like, young girls felt like... These boys were taking all the territory and just like, hey, this is my tree or something. And that wasn't their thing. Women are like, what the fuck are you doing? This is weird. I'm a, right. I'm a little girl. So what they ended up doing, and it helped, like, a lot, was they took the parks. Instead of making them broad, like, spaces of greenery and trees and stuff, they started segmenting them with natural kind of segment, like paths or something, to make little territories. So boys would have like their little hill, but then a girl could go over to this other hill and that's her hill. She doesn't feel like she's imposing or something or like, okay. or forcing a boy off his territory. And it helped. Like women, little girls were like, yeah, let's go to the park. I don't feel I don't feel the terror of having to roll up on a little boy's turf. Nice, because the territories are are set, so you know where they yeah. begin and end. Yeah, I like that. All right. There's no ambiguity. The kids aren't like right. that's my I, my territory goes from the from the jungle gyms over to that tree, and you know that, bitch. What, what are you talking? This what is are you really talking? Uh, I just uh, oh, how about you just stay in your box, and I'll hey. go to and hey, there's plenty of other boxes. I'll go to the other box. It's all good. Yay! I like it. The reason I bring this one up and not some of the other stuff that was also interesting is I do not remember this on the playground. Did you? You remember people making weird territorial things? I, well, I didn't like. Are boys territorial when they're young? I didn't get along with kids as a child, though. Like I, I thought they were uh, loud and obnoxious and annoying. I still do. Didn't. I remember roaming the playground and not really having a set place. Yeah. And just kind of playing. I remember taking care of business. That one girl found saw a saw a snake in quotation marks on the, on the playground, and me and my friend Brian took action. You, go tell the teachers sitting over there by themselves, oddly far away from the kids. I'm not sure how we're supervised. Mm -hmm. 
you. I want you and all the rest of the kids around here to form a chain around the tree. If there's a snake here, we're going to catch it. If you see anything, let me know. <laughs> and then I talked to the girl about what she saw. It was a rainbow snake, Brad, which isn't a thing. Um, mm. And it climbed up the tree. We took care of business. The adult came over and, you know, they assessed the situation and told us, good work. I think the snake's gone. We all had a cheer and we went on. <laughs> good work. But it wasn't territorial. We all got together in a crisis and mm-hmm. fi- figured it out. I don't remember Terror Toys as a kid. That's weird. Is there something about Vienna that those little kids just love Terror Toys? Don't know. Don't know. I, my heart went out to those little girls. I'm like, this is weird. I don't... I'm sorry. No one knew. I didn't know. I just wanted to say my own personal territory. Hey, kids, leave me the fuck alone. Because <laughs> you're weird and loud. Brad. What do you got? I'm scared. <laughs> like, what, what What? other terrors do you have to force upon me? There's different kind of monsters tonight. Oh, my friend is a monster. <laughs> my friend a monster. My friend is a monster. He's conducting psychological warfare. So, <laughs> something has admittedly gotten out of hand. Oh, boy. There's something I called, agree. There's something called Parking Day. Okay. And it started uh, with an advertising firm. Saying, hey, let's go parking. In San Francisco. Really? I'm sorry, I got it wrong. It was an architecture firm. Okay. My bad. I hear firm, and because of my background, I assume right. design or advertising. But no, an architecture firm in San Francisco in 2005 decided they were going to do some kind of thing that's going to be awesome, like publicity and maybe an installation piece, if you will, okay. for the masses. So in front of their building, they paid a two-hour parking meter to the two hours and then quickly converted that parking space into a park. They put down some sod, put down some potted plants and made it, you know, green. And then they put perhaps a bench or something and they just made it a park for two hours in the middle of, of this concrete jungle that we live in, Brad. Fuck that shit. People loved it. No. After the two hours, though, they packed it up and left. Because they were like, we just made a statement, you know. Um, you, you made a statement of like, hey, you thought you could get a parking space here? No. <laughs> no you can't have the parking space. We're using it. For what? For not a car. Mm. Mm. Uh, the whole One of the points that they wanted to make was that a lot of cities disregard, like, greenery in the city. Which, thankfully, Cincinnati doesn't. Cincinnati is green everywhere. There's so many little parks. That's great. But in 2005, apparently that was a problem. And they got the message across. Um, a lot of cities, they got a lot of publicity. San Francisco was like, you know what? That was a neat statement. It was a little odd, and I guess that's what grabbed the public's attention. But San Francisco made, like, a bigger effort. Let's do this. So did a lot of other cities. But people like little things like this. They like kitschy little ideas. <sighs> so a lot of, I'm only assuming privileged folks that don't really think about what they end up doing jumped on the fad and they've made this a holiday so every year at the same time all over the world people will pay for a parking space and then turn it into their own little park this is a thing guys it's called parking day it just happened oh this is the worst thing yoga studios will do it and they'll do yoga Ugh. old people will do it and just sit around i don't know what they do oh i hate this. other architectural firms i saw one that was like this huge like elaborate um like network of cardboard that was see-through-ish like it was more of like a framework but it made the framework of a car so it was like a car was in the space but not and they sat in chairs where the car would have chairs and kind of looked out like look at us this is our park day parking space meanwhile there's someone that's just circling around yeah, trying to find a space desperately trying just like looking at their watch yeah. like I've got to get into this meeting did all the did all the assholes that didn't do this did they all carpool or take public Probably. transportation oh no 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 are uh ride a bike did they did they all find another way to get there or are they all parked like in the parking garage down the street easily well Brad they gotta be able to get their stuff there in and out Ugh. I mean 
you, you can't park down the street. They probably park by the parking space. And right. Because, yeah. first off, super dangerous. Mm-hmm. You're If you throw off that whole scheme of parallel parking in a city, all right, you're taking yeah. your life in your hands, Absolutely. I guess. Because, okay, I set up this little bush and this little uh, chair. If you were circling around needing to get into, like, a building, like, to take care of something, I don't know, like, some sort of business, you just had to, like, run in, mm-hmm. and you're trying to find a space, and you, you drive around, and then you see some asshole, like, sitting out on, like, fake grass, like, in a chair, like, oh, I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in the park, in the parking space. Would you not lose your goddamn fucking mind? Yeah, I wouldn't know what to expect. I, oh... There was a thing I recently. Will, you, I will break out the scissors, fool. I will. <laughs> Brad's you, always you, carrying scissors. You will find yourself in a church. Brad has the scissors ready for whenever he wants to commit and you're, get married. You're going to find yourself in a church and not knowing what you did. You think that was what happened there, maybe? I think that's what happened. A parking day gone wrong. I mean, it, it would make sense with the timing-ish. Yeah. yeah. Around here in Cincinnati, recently they did some sort of, like, pub crawl thing where they set up miniature golf course courses in parking spaces oddly enough um and you would just go around from pub to pub or like establishment from establishment and you would do these golf like you would just shoot around of golf in this hole miniature golf is it not enough you're doing a pub crawl like you've already decided that you have to enforce fun by going to um a laundry list of varying bars you can't you you do not have the ability to with your friends just have a conversation in one location that's not going to be entertaining because for whatever reason reason you are an empty shell that cannot communicate you probably have conversations about do you try new places no you don't you have to go on a pub crawl but now you've got to add on like a wacky miniature golf parking like stop like can just be more interesting be more interesting like just you can just be like in a quiet space and have a conversation that's like that's 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 what you're supposed to do <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. Talk to people. Just talk to people. Like, that's that's enough. That's what we do. <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, but I'm talking to a lot of people that are having those same kind of, like, Dude, if we had, conversations if we had to go to like, about. If we had to go to an event where we had to, like, go to, like, we had to do, like, a thought. We had to go to, like, six different bars. We have to go to each one, and they're all, like, loud. They get their music going and all this shit. And then we have to, like, play a, a golf game in between one, each one of the parts. <laughs> like, Stop. what? Oh, it would be such an annoyance. Like, oh, God, I have to go do this now. Oh, hold on. I've got to go. Let me go shoot another hole of golf. <sighs> we, uh, we'll, get, we'll get back to this conversation in a second. I want to hear all about what happened with this with this wedding thing. I don't know. We'll, uh, just tell me in a minute. Uh, sorry, I just got to go shoot my hole and then get my drink at this next place and pay up. I, there's a line. It's weird because we're all doing it at the same time. Uh, we're having fun, though, right? Uh, what? I, I'll catch you after the hole. Hold, sorry. See, honestly, if anything was going to get me on a pub crawl, that would be it. Because you know how novelty gets me. But I think I would go there just to shoot miniature golf. Like, right, I would just be doing right. an extended 18-hole miniature golf course around the city. Fuck getting do, drinks. Do people talk anymore? I don't know. Do they dude. have conversations? I, I would blow your fucking mind with the conversations I've had this week. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's weird. There's there's a reason. There's, I, like, I... Like, there's small talk, and then there's, like, what I'm going to be calling new small talk, which is everything people seem to fucking talk about. Like, I don't know how many genuine conversations... Conversations I have in a week. Yeah. Other than the ones I have with you, friends, Same here. <laughs> and our listeners, and then a few other people that I choose to spend my time with. Honestly, it like, is I'm, a, it's a wasteland out I'm, there. Friends. I'm done. I'm done. Like, you Everyone's know, I, on their own little parking space, on their own little island, oh. and sleep studies, or like little boys marking territory in a park. It is. I, you know, I spent tough that, times out there, dog. <laughs> I spent that one three weeks where I did not say a word. Did not say a word for three weeks. Not a hello, not a goodbye, not a thank you. 
Not a, I'll have fries with that. And didn't realize it until the three weeks ended. Didn't, I could be fine. Just away. Away. No more conversations, crazy regular people. Goodbye. All right, Brad. I'm also going to throw this at you um, at the golf course. Oh. I had read about it, and I saw one actually locally here from the street as I was coming home from work one night. But that wasn't what got me, the fact there was this an elaborate, actually a pretty well-done miniature golf hole in front of this establishment, but that the person manning it was in a suit of shopping bags, plastic shopping bags. They looked like, like just a puff ball mm-hmm. of plastic shopping bags in human form. I couldn't see their face at first, and I thought, what the fuck is that? Until they turned around and I could see the little head, and they were just in this, and they were manning the station for some reason. It was like a driving range thing where they were worried about getting hit with golf balls? I have, dude, that makes more sense than, I, I think they were I, just in a costume about, like, being I feel like green. I've seen that, like, in a movie no or something. Like, a person, like, in, like, a padded thing, and they're getting hit by golf well, balls. Well, padded is one thing, but, like... But shopping bags... There was an artist who did a series of crazy, elaborate, just like outfits that huh. you could wear that were supposed to be for a show. And for, at first I thought, is that guy doing a show on the streets of Covington, Kentucky? Because if he is, what's happening? Because I want to be a part of that because he's a legit artist. Mm-hmm. Oh no, someone's just dressed up in a, a shopping bag Yeah, Or is outfit. it maybe just a crazy person? It could have been a crazy. It could just be a crazy. One of those crazies. It could be like own. a guy that's like on his way to church with a pair of scissors. <laughs> you never know. You got to be careful at churches. I want metal detectors in churches. Now I don't feel safe. I think we just my toddler doesn't feel safe. Listen, let's shut the churches down. I, I, it's shut them down. Shut them down. Shut them down. This is what we've been waiting for. An excuse, like a legitimate, like well, you know, people are breaking in and chopping their bits (laughs) off and just throwing them around. It starts with testicles. What's next? (laughs) I don't want to. I really don't want to think about what's next because that's terrifying. That's that's as far. No more. It's as far as we need. No more. Brad advocating to get rid of churches. Main reason. The main thing is I just I don't want people like lopping off testicles and toddlers getting them in their mouth. Like, is that so much to ask? I mean, I think that's a valid reason as any. Also, the fact that that shit's just not true. Like, Moses isn't a real person. Neither is Jesus. That's like fictional fairy tale shit. Why are people going to that every week and giving it money? That's dumb. <laughs> Dummies, stop doing that. That's stupid. <laughs> Don't support nonsense that isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even useful. It's just a thing. Ugh. I mean, what's the real difference between, I guess, church and going to see the kaiju fight uh, in 3D at the movie theater? Um, the, Other than the fact that people don't think that those things are real, but they yeah. they believe that religion is real. Yeah, Pacific Rim doesn't do any harm, except, like, you lose a couple of hours. Like, religion does terrible things. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Truth. Nobody, nobody's... I more nobody, the, the idea of a fictional story that you sit sure. through on a week. Like, I'm sure people go to the movies all the time. Nobody gets... No, there have been no wars fun because of kaiju. Quite true. <laughs> that weren't fictional. Guys, listen. <laughs> and mediocre at best. Just go see Pacific Room every Sunday. That's your better That is something Brad... I would not even thought I'd hear out of Brad's mouth. Listen. If you have the option between going and warpishing... Warpishing... Warp, warpishing. Go warp... Don't, if you're gonna warp... If you're gonna warp a derp a derp a derp If you're gonna warpish... If you're gonna spin a whirling dervish, <laughs> go do it at a screening of Pacific Rim. Um... As opposed to a church, and I hate Pacific Rim, so you can just imagine how I might feel about wasting your money on churches or your time. I've never heard of a movie theater allowing someone with scissors to do an atrocity to themselves. It's true. And ruining someone's special That's day. That's true. That's true. But will they allow you to whirl a dervish? That's the question. Researchers at the University of California 
found that a strict regimen of exercise, diet, and meditation provides a genetic effect which equates to a reversal in cell aging. A genetic effect? Really? Um, Brad, I'm almost positive we've talked about telomeres on the show before. Sure. Everyone, but okay, just as a quick recap, every time your cell divides, these little telomeres at the top are the things that basically assist in that. Mm-hmm. And every time um, they divide, a part of the protein at the end of the telomeres is discarded. Right. Telomeres also help to make sure, the reason they have all this extra coding at the end of your, I guess, genome is so that it doesn't get overwritten. Like, it doesn't start breaking down and doing weird things. Mm. Okay, so as you age, obviously your cells divide and those telomeres get shorter and shorter which is basically a ticking clock to when everything is going to go downhill fast. Seriously, I'm I'm like, I am running on empty. I need need a recharge in the telomere department. (laughs) Oh boy. Um, so yeah, when there's no more telomeres, genetic information is still getting cut off as they right. divide. It's just there's no safety gap anymore. Right. You're just so basically you're losing whatever. Apart. Yeah. You you're just start falling up. That's what old age is. Yeah. That's why Shit your skin's all loose. Down. That's why you can't stay on your feet and you break them hips. Mm-hmm. Your telomeres are all fucked up. Yeah. They're gone. Donezo. But a dedicated regimen of exercise, healthy eating, and meditation apparently. They saw a 10% increase in telomere length, hmm. which is fascinating, really, because they, they thought good. you couldn't actually extend them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just take a break, guys. Like, live a healthy life and just take a minute. Admittedly, the, the sample size of this was small, and it was also with men with prostate cancer, which is kind of odd. Okay. Um, but they made 10 of them switch to a vegetarian diet um, and then made them regularly exercise and do meditation or yoga. They had a choice. Yeah, telomere lengthening within, I want to say, a few weeks with the study. Nice. Guys, I don't know what the, I mean, this this makes me excited. Sure. I think a lot of people will be exercising more. Definitely. The telomere thing has bothered me for a while. Now we can extend it a little we bit. Can, we can stretch them out. Stretch them telomeres. Get them telomeres stretched. Guys, come on. Hang with. We have a long way to go. Telomeres, come back. <laughs> come back. Telomeres, where you going? Come back. Oh, no. I lost all my telomeres. They left me. Now I'm an old, sad man. You know how to get them back. How? Exercise. Uh-huh. A strict vegetarian diet. Yes. And then meditation and or yoga. Oh. Or uh-huh. you could attach a toddler to you and uh-huh. have its blood go into your veins and vice yes. versa. <laughs> yes. Get this. I love the sinister. Yes. yes. I'll take the blood of the toddlers. Because from what I've this read, this is a stuff. rough week for toddlers. It really is. Like they're they're finding decapitated testicles. No, no, no. The people are stealing their blood in place of telomere meditations. I mean, it is hard being a toddler the in this day and age. Is apparently a oh, fucking war zone. It's a territorial zone. war zone. It's like regular game of risk. It, what we're saying basically is, it's it's just it's tough out there for a toddler. Can you imagine how horrible it would be playing risk with twenty toddlers, but like. In a physical place. That's what a park is to little girls. It's a giant game of risk that no one wants to play. I just imagine 20 toddlers and I'm already like out of telomeres. And done. <laughs> done. You're oh. at, they took all your telomeres. Oh, done. I'm just going, have them. No, I'm just going have to the them. church. I'm done. You're going to the church. Bye. Farewell. <laughs> NASA, come take me to bed. Please. Yeah, so can you tuck me in? So please tuck me in. Just take me away to those bed <laughs> islands. <laughs> please. I want it so bad. Just give me an electric blanket and a bed. 
dear friends, it's that super special time of the week where we check in with those wacky kids on Perfect Strangers. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing Fans of the show will remember that every week, Brad and I try to recap an episode as close to a minute as possible without going over. Yes, we do. It's hard. It's very difficult. It's been very challenging for some of us in particular on the show for a long time. Very difficult. It's a very difficult challenge. So much can happen in an episode. But Alex, this week, you're going to have the the glorious opportunity to summarize Season 2, Episode 1, welcome, called Hello Baby. Hello, oh, baby. Definitely a baby. Definitely a child-centric episode. The same Ram Jack. You'll be summarizing. Hello, baby. Hello, baby. <laughs> Do you feel prepared? Not at all. Okay, well, take give me just a second. Take a moment. Give me a moment. Take a moment. You'll be summarizing. Hello, baby. Hello, baby. The episode is called Hello, baby. Ira Glass here. Our story today in three acts. Act one. Hello, baby. An episode of uh, Perfect Strangers in which I think everyone learns a lesson. Act two, hello, baby. A uh, really exciting episode. I think it's. I think you're going to like it. Um, also, I'd like to take this opportunity to uh, remind you we've got a pledge drive going on. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pledge drives. You know, get it I know you're sick of hearing about it. That's why we talk about how you're sick of hearing about it. Because we want to let you know we're sick of doing it. But if you could just contribute, every just little bit just helps. every and little bit, you know, it's... Uh, right now we're doing a two-for-one match. So uh, if you're going to do it, now's the best time to do it. So uh, really, if you'll just do that. You know, in any time of the year, you don't have to do it just now. But this is the time where we have to talk about it. And we have to talk about how we have to talk about it. So, uh, again, uh, Act 4, we'll be talking about the episode. <laughs> Hello, baby. Alex, are you ready? I think I might be prepared. Now for All right. Me. All right. You'll be talking about Hello, baby in 3, 2, Hello, baby, 1. Guys, Balky's friend uh, from, I guess, the immigration office, not office, I guess the woman who helped with citizenship, whatever, she's pregnant, and her husband's a trucker in Texas, and she got evicted, so she's spending the night at Larry and Balky's place. Balky and Larry have to sleep on the couch because the woman needs her, his uh, Larry's bed, obviously, because she's pregnant. Um, Balky and Larry have a lot of miscommunications about how they should sleep on the bed, and lasers coming through the windows, and Dimitri, it gets real. But as they go to sleep, they're like, good night, and then Balky says, you know, it's really great that you let that woman stay here, especially since she's, you know, two weeks overdue. Larry turns on the lights, is like, what the fuck? They have to practice going to the hospital for weird reasons. Larry is being a stick in the mud. They stay up till really early in the morning, and the woman actually has to go to the hospital. Balky tries to wake up Larry. Craziness ensues, because Larry obviously is inept at all of this. His plans actually kind of um, impede the pregnancy. She ends up having it in the car. Larry's down on himself. He's like, you know, I can't do a fucking thing right. I'm just a loser. And then through reverse psychology, Balky makes Larry feel good again. And that's Perfect Strangers. 59.1 seconds. I really almost got everything in. You did. I mean, I did the whole story, pretty you much. You did. That, you were a hero. You are a champion. The only thing I left out was the beginning with the refrigerator. Well, Fuck. and you you also were somewhat confused. Um, she's in citizenship class with Oh, Balky. I thought she, she was is, in immigration she, office with she him, is, my bad. She's from Italy. She is Italian. She is in citizenship. She's in citizenship. She, Citizen mm. clip? She's a. What is citizen clip? <laughs> she, she's a. This is the episode. I don't want to know. Everyone, this is the episode. Hello, baby. Hello, baby. She is in citizenship class. She is in citizenship class in the episode. Hello, baby. Again, that episode is called Hello, baby. And every pledge dollar counts. 
Um, so, beginning of the episode, Larry is instructing Balky on how to bring in a refrigerator from the street. Mm-hmm. And Larry is supervising. Like, he is definitely supervising. <laughs> Can I just stop you right there? He's, te- he's teaching Balky how to bring in a refrigerator in from the street. You know, these, these street refrigerators, it takes a lot of love and care really to, to get them to, to work correctly and keep your food cold. But sometimes even a little tender love and care... A street refrigerator can be your best refrigerator. Like a regular junkyard dog. <laughs> Is the idea that, that he's good with planning? He's he's good at management? I think he's just good at supervising I... in his own little world. And it really is only in his little it's world. So, he it's, needs something, Brad. It's we we realize in this episode, maybe more than others, that Larry. I don't know how he's gotten to this point in life. Like he needed Balky. He did, and uh, this is what I. Uh, you know, those first few episodes when there was, it, we really we needed something else, and then they started adding in the fact that Larry is insane. Yeah, I mean he's crazy. <laughs> There's no way around it. And I love, and I can't, and I love that we're we're just starting the second season. I can't wait until we get to season eight <laughs> and see like see the arc of his neuroses. I really wonder if in future episodes they might switch it up and like on one of them Balky goes crazy and then Larry's like, whoa. Like he takes a step back like if, right. okay, where's my anchor here? Well, of course we're going to eventually have the body switch episode. <laughs> Freaky Friday body switch. We have to, right? Cousin Larry? <laughs> Cousin Larry, what's happening? I'm in your body and I sound like Chipsy and... Just all of his... Ca- they just say each other's catchphrases over Don't and over again. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Um, it takes two. It takes two of us. <laughs> so Larry is instructing Balky at a foot distance while mm-hmm. Balky is moving this refrigerator around. All right, bring it in, bring it in. Okay, now take a left. Okay, now bend into it. Now take it a left. Now just bring it forward, bring it. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. And he accidentally pins Larry against the shelves. Oh, no. As Balky goes over to greet a very pregnant woman. From citizenship class or immigration? From citizenship class. I get it confused. She is from citizenship class. The episode is called Hello, Hello Baby. Baby. I got it. Thank you so much, Thank friend. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. So... <laughs> Balky is like, oh hello, I see you're pregnant. Let me go get a, let me bring a chair over here for you to sit down in. Let me bring a couch over here for you to sit and, on. And Larry's like, Balky, Balky, and Balky's like, oh I'm so sorry, cousin Larry. Larry, this is the woman from citizenship class. Citizenship woman, this is Larry. <laughs> what is her name? I totally I, forgot. I do not know. I don't want to call her citizenship woman the entire time because you know that's going to be a mouthful. You know, we're, able to you know we're, gonna, we're just going to go. We're going to go to the Perfect Strangers website. Okay. We're going to go to P.S. I love you. P.S. I love you. Dot org. Oh, this is not the right website. Uh oh. Well, what are you doing? What are let's we see. looking at? Let's find out. I don't know if my uh, neighborhood secret values. <laughs> We're gonna have to find out. <laughs> I'm excited to find out though. Petite Sarah Advocacy. P.S. I love you. Dot org. Well, that could have been the problem. Well, that slowly loads on the almost non-existent internet. Oh, it's just it's perfectstrangers.tv. <laughs> it's that easy. Well, but the website is Why called. Why did you think PS I love you? Because means? that's what the website is called. Okay. Once it, once it eventually loads, the the website perfectstrangers.tv is called PS I love you. But unfortunately, that was that domain name was taken by the petite Sarah Advocacy something or other. So we've got Balky's citizenship friend Gina. Gina. Gina, which we found from going to. Uh, PerfectStrangers.tv, a.k.a. P.S. I Love You, the website. The best website. A bit of trivia about Gina, if I can, really quick. Okay. 
she starred in a commercial for some department store, which I have never heard of. Okay. What? Um, Mervyn's? Have you heard of Mervyn's department store? I haven't heard of many department stores, really. This is not a, a day and age when we have that many department stores. The funny thing about this website is that it says she did a commercial for that, which I guess the catchphrase, she, was, she stood in front of a, a department store window tapping on the glass saying, Open! 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 <laughs> and um, the store still uses that catchphrase today. When the last when was the last time this website was updated? Because I don't know. Um, if it this has... website was last updated September seventeenth, twenty thirteen. Then I believe this. But we need to find Mervin's department store. Like I need to find this and see yeah. if it's they're still using open, yeah. open, open as their catchphrase. <laughs> That's like bite, bite, chew. <laughs> open, open, open. Hmm, Mervyn's open. Open, Mervyn's. Guys, if you have a Mervyn's department store anywhere in your country, let us know. Please let us know what's up. Go pay him a visit. Let's see if they're open, open, open. But uh, she went on to do a lot of voice acting, most notable, at least from this website, was she voiced Dexter off Dexter's Laboratory, which was a commercial on Cartoon Network a long time ago. But yeah, so there you go. Well, there you go. This is where Gina got her head start. That's where Gina got started. By the way, I don't think we talked about this actually on the show. We discovered this off the show. And since we're in the second season now, we found out that original cast for Perfect Strangers, originally Cousin Larry was going to be played by Louis Anderson? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Just absorb that for a minute, because that is fucking nuts. Well, today, while we were watching the episode, I was just like, imagine that being Louis Anderson in this awesome, like, a a scene where they're struggling with sleeping, which we'll talk about in a minute, our sleeping situations. Just imagine Louis Anderson, like, Cousin Larry, why do you not like Dimitri? Because I'm Louis Anderson. Because <laughs> I'm Louis Anderson, and I don't like the sheep. Well, okay, you know I'm high-strung. I want to be a photojournalist. Ugh. Yeah, that, I don't know if we'd be talking about Ruby Strangers in the same glow that we do now. No, we would not. We'd be talking about it like we talk about... I would be fearful for Dimitri and freaking Balky. Like, I'd yeah. be like, get your hands off Dimitri, fucking Cousin Larry. Ugh. Gross Cousin Larry. <laughs> Gross Cousin Larry. Let me see Dimitri really quick. I just want to see the sheep. No. Get out of there, Balky. Run. Ugh. But thankfully, we got um, the real Cousin Larry. Yes. So, I, what was what was that two show? I married. I married Louis Anderson. <laughs> What's the woman's name? I married Louis Anderson. I would be on with that to the Perfect Strangers because Perfect Strangers would be gone, but that shit might still be around. Hmm. 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 So yeah, where we left the plot, Larry is pinned against the bookshelves by a refrigerator. Um, that Balky just. Swang in, which mm-hmm. apparently is the a running joke, I guess. People think he's getting swung in in this episode, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Balky went to go get a, uh, a couch, a couch for Gina. For Gina, um, but there's like clothes like folded on the couch. Yeah, and she it was sits awesome. on them. It's very strange. It was awesome. I was like, well, that's exactly what we're having in this kind of store. Right. Also, why is there a t-shirt on a mannequin in the store? That well, why is there just a t-shirt on a mannequin yeah. in the store? Uh, uh, and it doesn't fit the mannequin. It's like too small for the mannequin. It's very tight on the mannequin, which is strange. And it's just a, like a pink t-shirt. It also doesn't cover all the men. Like it, it comes down to almost like right, I guess, where it would normally fall. But then there's like another few inches, so it's like. I don't. I don't know. I feel scandalized by this mannequin. Mm. Just wearing a pink T-shirt. Mm, it's, a, it's like a regular smut peddler. It really. Ooh. ooh. Mm. Get, mm. get your Friday on that. <laughs> get your man Friday on. <laughs> so yeah, obviously they're in the middle of some sort of like clothing thing, and Balky has not had a chance to put all fully clothe a mannequin. Right. Because Larry is <laughs> is really he's really stressing out about his man. Manu- 
his supervising skills mm-hmm. and refrigerators. So he again makes Bucky stop. Yes. So thankfully Gina is strong and is not afraid to move refrigerators just by herself. So she right. she frees Larry and he feels indebted to her for like a brief second. Right. Balky and them are talking. Um, he met her at citizenship class. That's right. In the episode called Hello Baby. Baby. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. My, thank you. Thank you so much, friend. That's what I do. Um, but Gina's got problems, Brad. What's oh, going on? Well, her husband is a truck driver. He's The baby's daddy? Yeah. Baby's daddy is a truck driver, and he's currently in Texas. Okay. Um, and she's been evicted from her apartment. Oh, no. And she's mad pregnant. We'll just ha- we'll just call him on the cell phone oh, and get him to transfer we're... funds on the app. Uh, don't don't have apps. Don't have cell phones. Oh, don't ha- oh this is pre-internet yeah. days. Yeah. Don't, so, don't I guess so... you can't. Well, how would you even... Would you wire money? Because that could take, like, a day, right? I... Oof. Like, who's, like, uh, evicting this, this pregnant woman, like, this, yeah. like, two weeks past due, like... What is happening? Copacetti. He's the person that would do that. Twinkasetti. Twinkasetti. Why do I keep calling him? I mean, I really am. Oh, go Copacetti. No Copacetti. Who the fuck is Copacetti? No clue. But he's not in the episode called Hello, Baby. Baby. That's Hello, Baby. Hey, baby. Hello, baby. (laughs) Um... Yeah, again, combining Corossi and uh, Twinkasetti. I almost said Copacetti then. Twinkasetti. Twinkasetti. He's got a twinkle in his eye. But not a twinkle for this woman, because I'm assuming he evicted her from an apartment. Either that or He's not even in this episode. He isn't. Where's Arnie Sabella? That or... What does this tell us about Gina and the Mm -hmm. fact that she probably hasn't made rent in months upon months? You would think? Because in a slower world, in a pre-internet world where everything goes at a snail's pace, Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that a world where you knew your landlord to the point just like, look, I'm on hard times. My husband obviously has got work. He just hasn't got the paycheck in yet. And I'm mad pregnant. Mad pregs. Yeah. Like... So, I don't like, know what world on. is that? Like, that's we were infants at that time, so we don't know what was happening true. then. True, very true. Chicago was a rough world at that time. So she needs a place to stay. And Balky's like, you can stay with us. Larry Larry, immediately freaking out. Like, Larry, listen, this is a pregnant woman. That is a, she needs a place to stay. I think, come on. Like, let's calm it down a little bit. Larry's immediately freaking out. He's like, well, well, well she, needs a, she needs her own bedroom. She can't stay with us. Where would she sleep? She, she definitely needs the privacy of her own bedroom. Can you believe that? Cousin Larry wants to give you his bedroom. Don't! Larry just is like, fuming. Yeah. but I mean, Just fuming. But he's a nice guy. He's like, all right. So he agrees. I guess I'm strong-armed to this again. Oof. Balky just assuming the best out of everyone, that son of a bitch. <laughs> Hate him. <laughs> So now we go to the apartment, and friends, listen, we are going to spend, like, it's a long scene. Yeah. But it's so good. Like, it it is technically encompasses two scenes, because it doesn't really change much. Yeah. Like, we have a brief interlude, and then it goes back to a similar thing. Right. But, like, we have this, it's like one, just one scene, like, just a long burning uh, series of jokes with just Larry and Balky trying to get ready for bed. So Gina's in Larry's room. Mm-hmm. Good night, Gina. Good night. Um, and now Larry is forced to sleep with Balky on the fold-out couch. Yes. First thing I noticed when they got on the couch together was that Dimitri was right there in the center of yes. them. On the little, and Dimitri's adorable little stuffed sheep, ladies and gentlemen. Like, they need to bring Dimitri back as like a... Definitely. Could you buy Dimitri dolls back in the day? I think you might that have been able to. That must have been. Yeah. That had to be a thing. 
Dimitri's awesome. I love Dimitri. Come on, he's the best. He is. He may be the best cast member in Perfect Strangers. But um, let's talk about some fashions. Fashion forward. So they. they oh wait. Her. Okay, time out. If we can for a moment, let's go back to the first scene where they're in the store. Sure. Only reason I'm saying that is before fashion forward. Sure. Balky is wearing a paisley vest mm-hmm. and then a weird print that I cannot. I can't discern what it is below it, but it works for him. Because I want to say there's like purples in the paisley vest, mm-hmm. and then there's like a, a kind of cream colored long sleeve shirt underneath it, mm-hmm. and it works. Well done, Balky. Nice. It's already better than that mannequin, already better than whatever, obviously, Larry's wearing. Right. Larry's members only jacket that looks like it's actually like a windsuit. You know, remember those windsuits people got when they yeah. were kids and they were multicolored? Okay, his members only jacket looks like that. Yeah. That's weird. He's gonna be rocking that in most of the episode. But what were you gonna talk about? Well, I was talking about they you know, they got their robes on, they got their pajamas underneath. Oh, the odd disrobing scene where they turned their backs <laughs> to each other, disrobed and then looked at each other? Because yes. that was weird. <laughs> it was. Do we do that? I think we do that. I don't remember the last slumber party where I looked at the person that was staying over and then we turned around. Well you got to disrobe and then turn around and looked at each other. Because that's awkward. I like it. I think it's I think it's the way it should be. If you're going to wear pajamas, you should wear a robe over your pajamas in public, and then you take off the robe when you're about to crawl into bed. And then turn and face the person that you're going to be <laughs> sleeping in the bed right, with. And right. be like, this is what we are. <laughs> this, this is what robe. we're doing. No All right. I like it. It's the way it should be. Okay. It's good. Public sleepovers. You that's, how, that's how it works. Um, I do not like the fact that Larry is not wearing some sort of slipper. Mm, he is that just is weird. barefooted, and that's gross. Um, but Larry's just wearing some like green pajamas. You know, average Joe, green pajamas. What's Balky wearing? Balky is he is a hero. He's straight up hero. He has dreams and aspirations <laughs> mm-hmm. to fly over the streets of New York City, slinging web and catching perps. Definitely. Balky is dressed in Spider-Man pajamas. With great power comes great responsibility. I think there's Matt Lauer. I believe said that. <laughs> uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. 2009. Wise words from a true hero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guys, be ready for that night's network. Yes. Um, in the Justice League. Did, did we ever know who show. Matt Lauer was going to be? Oh no. I can't Guys, remember. if you know which superhero from the Justice League Matt Lauer should be, probably B Team. Let's be serious. <laughs> Definitely BT. Uh, maybe Red Tornado. Uh, maybe uh, Snapper Car. Red Tornado. Um, I have no idea what the fuck Snapper Car is. Snapper Car is the lamest. <laughs> Larry looks at Balky as if he's never seen this boy, man in his life. Mm-hmm. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? And Balky just lays it. It's like, obviously I'm wearing my Superman pajamas. I meant Superman. Spider-Man pajamas, dog. Yeah, clearly. Like, and they are, they, it is some elaborate pajamas. The only thing that kind of separates them from an actual Spider-Man suit mm-hmm. is the fact that there is a two-inch red, like, turtleneck-like collar around mm-hmm. it. Like a mock turtleneck. A mock turtleneck. And then a giant, like, cartoon-ish Spider-Man yeah. slinging off the chest where the spider would normally right. be. Right, Other than that, an authentic reproduction definitely it has boots on it like yeah that's awesome give him a mask he's ready to fight crime like he's was that toby mcguire i was confused i was super confused who plays Superman? I keep getting Superman and Spider-Man mixed up for some reason. You're having a, you're having a little stroke a night. Rough, guys, so we, stroke night? we are having... This is two recordings in a row I've had a little stroke night. Somebody... somebody guys, I'd like to listen. apologize. Sometimes you have stroke night. Sometimes you have recordings and they just turn into stroke nights. I am running on a lot less caffeine than normal because I'm mm. drinking less soda than I used to. Mm. So I don't know if it's that or mm. if I really am having strokes. You might be having jack. strokes. If it is, it's been recorded. It's very likely that I'm having a stroke and I'm just imagining you're saying things incorrectly because... Because I am sleep deprived.
deprived as well. I'm pretty sure I'm saying them incorrectly. We can both be crazy right now. <laughs> no one knows. Like I, we're I, in my apartment, just talking to. The I'm pretty sure there's a dance the party back. going on upstairs, but what it was might that about? it might just be me going insane. No clue. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you in the Ramjack studio that I've we've never had this much noise above us. Except that one time the wolves the wolven times. Oh, in the wolven times? Yeah. And now to think about it, these are the wolven times returning. Oh, no. I for a moment while ago, I really thought someone was just tapping their foot repeatedly like a drummer was just cuz they had really good beat. I think it was just music. Yeah. I thought Not it was a real. washing machine. So yeah, that tells you how crazy that is. But so, you know, if you hear it, it's whatever. Hey, just go with it. It's relax, the times. relax, relax. They're gonna get us if they get us. Indeed. So I mean, they're gonna you get need us. to sweat it. They're gonna get us. You better watch out. But Balky is gonna save. Uh, oh, Balky in the episode. Hello, baby. baby. So. Are they tap dancing upstairs now? I what's don't going know. on? I don't know what's happening. I don't want to be a Zimbo, but fuck. <sighs> so. Balky. It's midnight. It's eight minutes till midnight. Which what, hour? What, what, what are these bubble snappers doing? Don't they realize? I have a good mind to go up there and, and teach them a lesson. I do. Hmm. I'll call Sergeant Joe Friday in. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of old episodes of Dragnet. Updates on that later. Yeah, guys, we will definitely update on that later because these stories are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep. Uh, but speaking of sleep. Larry's just like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing. You look ridiculous. You look like a child. But I guess we're going to be sleeping on the couch together. So they get into bed. Balky's all snuggling in. Um, Larry gets in the bed. And as he's pulling the covers over himself, Balky and him are holding hands. And Larry's like, get off. He's just kind of like, yeah, get off. <laughs> like, the look on Balky's face. Yeah, it's just like, we're sleeping together, friend. It's Let's hold hands. It's Let's adorable. Let's go to the dream world together. Larry's like, Balky, no. Balky, quote being weird. Cousin, <laughs> I just want to thank you so much. You, you're, you're letting Gina stay in your bed, and you're doing all these great things. You're sleeping on the hot side of the bed. The hot side of the bed? <laughs> yes, Cousin Larry. In the morning, see that little thing peeking above the blinds? The, the little hole? Conveniently offset. That's the, on the, yeah. the side of the room we never see. Exactly. Um, the hole in the curtain. Hole, yeah. The hole in the curtain. At around 6 a.m., a bead of light shines through, much like a laser beam, and drills into the center of your forehead, and it will make you go crazy. That's why I call it the hot side of the bed. Um, why don't you just call it patch up that fucking curtain? Yeah, it's that easy. Like, put a piece of tape on it. Ta-da! For start, I mean, yeah, or put curtains over the window. Well, yeah. Well, if they're above the curtain, still, like, ruffle them up or something. It's, yeah, it's dude, not it's hard. Just cover the tiny little hole that you can see. And Larry kind of thinks about it for a second and says, Balky, we're switching sides. Balky's like, all right. Balky just rolls over in bed. Larry stands up, walks around, and then gets back in. And then uh, Balky grabs Dimitri and like puts him by his face and is like snuggling him uh, with his nose. At, well, awkwardly enough, the mm -hmm. rear end of Dimitri is right in Larry's face. But as Larry gets into bed, he turns his face into Dimitri's rear end. Mm -hmm. But if Dimitri wasn't there, Larry is just turning awkwardly close to Balky to either whisper, yeah. Or just to talk about secrets or girls or whatever. Yeah. I thought, why are you doing that, Larry? And why are you so freaked out about having your your face in a stuffed animal's ass? Like that's not a, like it's not a thing. It's it's a stuffed it's animal. It's not a thing at all. It's like a pillow. Oh, I've got a pillow in front of my face. Doki, why is there a stuffed animal in my face? It's me three. It's me every night. Then Larry uh, flips out and is like, "Well, not tonight." And he just takes him and he throws him on the ground. 
Falky's devastated. Yes, amazingly so. It's time for him to uh, lift up his prayers and ideas to a deity for help. <laughs> so Bob gets out of bed. He's going to say his little prayers. He gets on his knees. He puts his hands together mm-hmm. in classic channeling my ideas up to the heavens pose. Mm-hmm. And he says, God, bless Cousin Larry. Thank him so much for letting Gina stay over here, a woman I barely know. <laughs> and to this, Larry's like, what do you mean barely know? She's in there with my things. She's laying on your pillows, dog. She's all over the <gasps> Throw them out. All up in those sheets. Gross. Burn them. Burn the place. New pillows. Burn it down. Time to buy new pillows. New pillows, new bed. New. Bag bugs are a serious threat. (sighs) Thank you. Bless Gina and that child and her husband who abandoned her and is now in Texas, supposedly working on the truck line. And thank you, God. And also, please be with Dimitri because the first time in his young life, he's going to have to sleep on the floor tonight like an animal. Oh man, so good. Gets in bed. Larry's like, you know what? I was a jerk. He reaches over, picks up little Dimitri, and looks at Balky, who's put himself under the covers, by the way. He jumps into bed in a hurry and then hides himself under the covers. He's scared. Sobbing. I'd be scared too. He sleeps on the floor. What could happen? A monster could get it. Like a scooter bitch could roll (laughs) the night and take it. I'm going to sleep before I go. (laughs) I guess I'm going to be sleeping with Dimitri tonight. (laughs) No, at that point, no. No, I'm going to sleep with him. We'll sleep together. She <laughs> say he was so spot in bed. Oh. At that point, Larry would just faint. Larry would just pass out. Done. Um, Done. <laughs> or he could be enough to put him over the edge where he snaps and goes crazy. He wakes up in a church. <laughs> Balky. Uh, Larry puts little Dimitri up and says, Balky, look who's back in bed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Balky, like, peeks under the covers and says, I wasn't the one you threw on the ground, Larry. And Larry's like, fuck, Dimitri, I'm sorry. And Balky's like, thank you. They take it, and it's time to go to sleep. Larry turns off the light. Balky says, you know what, Larry? All honesty, no fronting this time. Thank you so much. To think that you would offer your bed to a woman who's two weeks past due on her labor is awesome. And you know what, friend? Thank you very much. Good night. Good night. (laughs) You really hear like a a, a long record scratches. As Larry's eyes huh? widen the entire what? time. Huh? Huh? What? <gasps> because we um, by the way, so I, I made Alex like stop so we could just see the time. So that's like ten minutes. Most of which has been spent on this like awesome like physical comedy oh, like bed dude, scene. Like it's so it's really good. hard to translate the physical comedy over. There was one part where Balky where Larry's like staring at Balky like daggers at him, and Balky's like casually looking around, then he looks at Larry for a second and looks away. That seems improv. Like it doesn't seem like they were directed to do it. It's one of those moments in Perfect Strangers where I think the actors just have that amazing chemistry to where they do, do physical comedy like that. You, you may think it's scripted. No, I, I like, think well, it's not scripted. It's, it's very natural. It's, just, it's, it's choreographed. Okay. Wonderful choreograph. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's I, always brilliant. But I love that like the scene went on into ten minutes. Like it, It's a really long scene. Like It is like a, a scene from a play. It's like it's and, like a, a a Neil Simon scene. Like a comedy scene that you could not get a comedy scene that went on that long ever now. And it does say a lot about a comedy scene, I think, and the fact that Brad and I actually laughed during it. Yes. Because that is a rarity. Indeed. Um, but yeah, it evoked laugh, laudable laughter for yeah. me. Um, that's awesome. It's so good. Like, this show is so fucking good. So let's, should we take it back to right before the bass drops, or the beat drops <sighs> yes. as he scratches the record? And On the episode, Hello, Baby. Um, 
Larry gets everyone up. Nope, no one's sleeping right now. We gotta get a we gotta get a strategy. We gotta get a plan just in case the baby comes. So Gina's a good sport. Um, she's in the chair, and we cut a little bit in the future. And Larry's like, "All right, what's the plan?" And they go over this elaborate plan, I guess. Right. Bobby's- it's it's like because I I remember like the the Dick Van Dyke episode where he's where they um he's getting ready uh for Lord have the baby. It's very similar, and it's like, you know, you got to call the hospital. Well, I don't know what you have to call the hospital about. Like, hey, get get a room ready. We're coming with a baby. I thought you just rolled into those things. Isn't yeah. that common? Yeah, it's like delivering a baby. It's like mad easy. Like, Couldn't they're good just, at like, that. tweet it, and they would know it was up? Hey, sup, babes, having nowsies. Hashtag baby on the way. I think all the hospitals just yeah. know what's up. And they've got, like, a map. Like, why don't you just, like, look at your app? The map was my favorite part because it, it, it showed where someone had traced over the road to the hospital. And mm-hmm. they, they went down, like, a few blocks and another few blocks and turned to right and left. And then there was just a straight line through yes. buildings <laughs> to the hospital. I was like, all right, we're going to go to the helo pad and then take the helicopter from this mm-hmm. place five blocks away and then to the hospital. Yeah. Which well, I thought was interesting. Yeah, we just hop in the helicopter and fly over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chicago ladies. Happen all the time. Yeah, well, we... we uh, as long as they're not finding the kaiju, we just hop in the Jaeger and uh, just waltz on over. Me and Baki will drift, and then we'll take Gina with us <laughs> to the hospital. Ugh. And if we come across any monsters, we'll be fighting them. Right. Together, like perfect strangers. Like perfect strangers. That's the sequel. It takes two. <laughs> it takes, it takes two, two of, of us. us. <laughs> it's never going to be funny for me, but I do. Like I cannot separate Marklin Baker from Chip Zian in my mind ever. Dude, they are linked you're forever to me. You're slowly getting me linked there. I know. I'm gonna make everyone make the connection that that Chip Zian and Marklin Baker are somehow connected. I think the podcast is a drifting I, I, session. I, I feel like they're like. I feel like they probably went up for the same roles. Easily. Come on. Definitely. Like, I really hope they aren't actually rivals in that Ooh, they hate each them, other. Like we're gonna get one of them will contact Ramjack and be like, "Hey, look, Brad, it's cute, but no." Listen, you son of a bitch. I was an end of the woods. I was in a new brain. I was never on a goddamn sitcom. All right, Chibzian, calm down. No, you calm down. I'm a Broadway legend. I was the voice of Howard the Duck. I'm a Broadway legend. <laughs> All right. Okay, dude. Call sorry. Down. Hey, our bad. Our bad. It'd be really hard getting confused though, because I'm sure they sound the same when they call in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and my, my, I was really, I like, was really about to try to do like a, a Mark Baker, <laughs> but I just can't. I, all right, we have Mark on the line. Oddly. Oh wait, that was Chip. Oh fuck. Oh. I got it mixed up, guys. I'm sorry. That's Brad. Not me. That's Brad. That's me. <laughs> they don't sound that much alike. But they don't sound alike at all. But I just, I, I just there's love some, the idea something. of you confusing them. There is something about. I think it's maybe like the cadence of their voice. It is. It's there's the something about the way they talk. Yeah, and the intensity. When Larry gets. Um, flustered, I think it comes about more. Yeah. Especially when they're both heated. Like that one song, Into the Woods, when they're talking about giants, which mm-hmm. is my favorite, one of my favorites from there. I see him more mm-hmm. from that song, particularly. But you think it takes two. I think it takes two of us. It takes two. <laughs> Pregnant woman and us fighting kaiju. <laughs> Balky. I thought it was one, but it's two. It takes two of us to pilot a robot. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, guys, if anyone wants to... Jonathan, I'm speaking to you, really. Uh, uh, Jonathan, I'm only speaking to you at the moment. Jonathan, anyone else that wants to try... If you would like to rewrite the lyrics to the song It Takes Two for for uh, uh, Balky and Larry, we will perform it on the show. Oh, yeah, in character. <laughs> Most definitely. Also, if anyone has an actual Mark Lynn Baker impersonation, please call in and let us hear it. God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> or anyone that has a Chip Zian impersonation that they can pretend is Mark Lynn Baker to justify my fantasies, that's fine too. 
So the Let's plan, get back to the plan. Besides on, on the, the episode, on the episode, hello, baby. baby. All the jackets are lined up. The gaudy, multi-colored members-only jacket, mm-hmm. Balky's tasteful jacket, and then a, like a um, an overcoat. Yeah. For uh, Gina, it needs mm-hmm. to be bigger coat because she's got the, she's yeah. she's there's two people in there. Well, there's one person in there. Well, there's a child in there, and there's one person carrying it. Who knows? It could be anything in there. <laughs> anything could be. <laughs> it could be twins for crying out loud. We don't know. It could be it could be deceit. She could just be carrying deceit. There's no baby. I was looking for my apartment because of the baby. Wink. Mm-hmm. Mm, con. Chicago con. The suitcase is in the, the closet. Mm-hmm. The number for all emergency contacts are beside the phone. Larry just has this over there all the time because it's cousin Larry. So what's going to happen is that they are running <laughs> simulated trials of her shimmying from the bedroom to the door as yeah. Balky grabs the suitcase, Larry calls the hospital, hospital. and then Balky grabs the jackets as they as Larry Larry, Larry gets them. the map. Larry grabs the map. And they go drive to the hospital. Like, I don't understand what is, what needs to be done. Suitcase, coats, map, hospital. I know different people are, I know different people are in labor for longer than other, other people. So I, I, I don't think it takes five minutes or 15. No, I think it takes hour. two. It takes two minutes to get ready. <laughs> But we all know, dude, I mean, before they drop into that Jaeger, it's going to take them a while to get synced up drifting. So they need, at least, they need at least three hours before they get to the hospital. There was, a, I, I have to admit, I've just been searching because uh, there was a little piece of me that was wondering, was Chimsy in, in Baby? He was not. Oh, come on. Which would have been the perfect link up. So, yeah, Cousin Larry has a stopwatch and he's timing them. And it gets to a point where Gina falls asleep in the chair because she's exhausted. And Balky's like, mm-hmm. Larry, look, dog, maybe we should just go to sleep. Yeah. It's late. We need to get some sleep. If the baby comes, it comes. At this point, I, we'll be lucky at the hospital because we're just all exhausted. So Larry's like, you're right. Gina can go to bed, but we're going to keep practicing. Balky's like, all right, Gina, get up. Gina, Gina. Hey, hey, you. Hey, perky lady, why don't you go back, why don't you go back and... <laughs> I just go back to that. She's like, all right, thanks. Good night. She waddles off. And then Larry's like, all right, get back in the bed and we're going to do some more practicing. It's like, what? Why? This is ridiculous. Listen, how about this time I call? Larry's like, no, I'm the better communicator. And then to that, Baki's like, well, hold up one second. What do you mean you're the, how do you know you're the better communicator? And then Larry says something like, have you heard yourself talk? To where Baki kind of stops for a second and is like, I can't remember what he says, but it sounds confusing. Like Baki says something kind of like, well, you know, I guess I haven't. Um, and Larry's like, all right, whatever. Ready? Let's go. But Baki keeps interrupting him saying like, why can't, why don't you get the suitcase or suit cake? How does he say it? Sweet, sweet case? Suit, suit case. The yeah. suit, suit case. case. How about I? How about you get a suet case and I call? Because I really, I, Larry, I really just want to call. Call. So Larry's like, "Fuck, go ahead." So they they, they do, do one. a cold run. Bucky runs up to the phone. Beep boop, beep boop. Hospital baby's coming. Hangs up and Larry's like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> Hospital, the baby's coming. But listen, listen, cousin Larry and Meepos, we didn't call the hospital every time somebody had a baby. Like, they were out working the fields, they take a break, they have a baby, and then they make dinner for 11 men. That's Meepos. That's Meepos. If every woman, if everyone that had a baby went to a hospital, we'd have to have two hospitals. That's what and then Larry says, look, in America, we do things a lot more complicated. It's like this weird commentary about America making things complicated. It's like, I don't know. I, 
you should go to a hospital for a baby. Definitely. Because I think everyone, everyone in any part of the world would prefer to go to a hospital to have a baby. A lot of people like to think that having a baby is an easy procedure. Mm-hmm. Not, not at all. No. You know how many infants died in childbirth and women died in childbirth yeah. back in the olden wolven times? Yeah. All, a lot of them. Yeah. It's amazing there's as many people on the planet as there are. Definitely. Like, in all seriousness. Right. Like, there's so many birth complications and there's so many, like, primitive, like, I don't look this up, ladies and gentlemen. If you're talking about mom, if scissors Ooh. in a church scared you, how about scissors up inside of you trying to pry your child out of you? Yeah, it was... <laughs> Welcome to the Tonight Show with Doc Severson. So, yeah, I don't know what don't primitive know what shit's about. happening on Meepos, but fuck that. In America, we do things right. <laughs> yes. With doctors in You'll, sterile I mean, environments. Yeah. You may go into debt because it's going to cost you this. Oh, yeah. Uh, thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. But you're going to have a kid and it's going to live probably, most likely. Yeah. It's going to have a terrible life because you're broke from your hospital bills. But but it's here. But it's here. But it's here. It's here. And it's miserable in the episode Hello, Baby. That's what you actually get to say. That's that's what it comes into the world and you get to say, Oh, hi, Hello, baby. baby. Hey, baby. Hello, baby. baby. So they do it a few more times, and Larry's not satisfied, but he's just like, you know what, Balky, you go to sleep. I'm going to stay up and keep watch, because that's what a fucking hero does. That's what a hero does. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what Eisenhower would do. That's what Ike would do. It's, it's like D-Day, and I'm, I'm, I'm keeping watch over things at night. Um, Larry, are you okay? Larry may be at that point where he's just sleep-deprived enough to where he's just starting to get, like, slap-happy and silly. Mm-hmm. But, of course, when Cousin Larry does that, it gets weird. Exactly. It's not like prime podcasting time like we're in right now with yeah. my level of de- sleep deprivation. It is a part of deprivation that makes Larry crazy. So, yeah. he's like, was this before or after Ike met Tina Turner? <laughs> it was before. <laughs> So they, Larry is determined to stay up um, and make sure the baby's coming. Okay, scene goes forward. Gina gets up and pregnant. The room's dark. Larry didn't stay up. In fact, Larry turned the lights off and then went to sleep. Yeah. I decided to do it yeah. with the lights out. All right, Larry. Third act, Larry's asleep at the wheel. He's in the bed with Balky, holding Dimitri, just cuddling mm-hmm. with him. Um, Gina wakes up Balky first for obvious reasons. Yes. Because she's afraid of that monster Larry. Bucky, get up. It's time. It's time for your baby. That's so great. We need to get up Larry. So they shake Larry up, and Larry's like, what's going on? And Larry's like, Bucky says, Cousin Larry, the baby's coming. And Larry's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why am I sleeping on the couch? Why am I holding Dimitri? Who the fuck is that woman? And Gina looks at Bucky like, is Larry all right? Yeah. To which Bucky says, he's all right. He has a hard time waking up. He's fine. I, I love you. Like, Bucky, like, yeah, I know. He's, like, super, like, he's very confused in the morning. He's a little crazy. I he, know. He's he, my it's his medications, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll get those two. It's fine. Um, so all of a sudden, Larry snaps into action, and he's, like, flipping out, like, adrenaline, like, surging through his system, and chaos is happening. The coats are being thrown. Antics are oh happening. Goodness. He's fitting a stopwatch. He's calling, even though Balky starts to call, and he basically does the same thing Balky did. Like, baby coming. Tongue. And he's like, oh, no, I called them wrong. Like, oh, they'll figure it out. Yeah, Gina's there. like, it's fine. Yeah. They throw all the jackets at Gina. There's something weird happens, right? They, like, pause for a second because Larry's freaking out. Well, like, they, they, they pause for a second, and then they, they go out, and oh. then Larry for realizes he forgot his keys, so yeah. they run back in, and he's like, I can't find my keys. I can't find my keys. Where are they? He's, he's like, they're in your pants. Where are my pants? They're in the closet. Where's the closet? Like, Larry, he, dude, he is off his meds. He is insane. He needs to have some meds. Just Larry, to calm down. Larry, Larry, maybe just relax, dog. Like, 
Maybe not so much coke. Maybe <laughs> not so much coke. I know it's the 80s. Maybe not so much coke. Maybe? That could be an idea. Just mellow out. Balky grabs the keys. Larry gets mad because Balky didn't tell him at first, even though Balky's been telling him the whole time. That's how Larry rolls. They run downstairs. They, Larry, uh, Can't find Gina. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We gotta go to the slap. Oh, my bad. So uh, Larry's completely freaking out, and Balky's like, cousin, I'm sorry. Um, please don't hate me for this. Slaps him. You get the old, now, do you feel better? No. 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 You hit me. <laughs> it hurts. But I love when he hits them. Balky's hand goes over his face and he's smiling like, I yes. did it! It's so good. What's Larry gonna do? This show it's, almost like, it's almost like Balky's fucking with Larry at this point. Just, this, I mean... It's so good. But this is enough to where Larry will listen. And Balky's like, let's go, let's go. Let's get out of here. Get your shit together. You gotta drive a fucking car. They go out. They're in the car. Mm -hmm. Driving around Chicago. It's a wonder they don't die on the way Seriously. to the hospital. Because Larry is just going nuts. He's constantly like... What he looks like taking very sharp turns, but the car isn't turning, so I guess he's just drifting everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's very weird. Balky's in the backseat with Gina. Um, at one point, I know when they first... We get a we get footage of the car going down a street that they're in, mm -hmm. and the hubcap comes off and rolls across yes. the street, which was one of my favorite moments of the episode. Definitely. Um, the stock footage of a car, and or even if they filmed it, the fact that the hubcap rolls off is yes, amazing. It's great. Because that tells you how crazy Larry is driving. Trying to get there. At one point, Gina's like, this baby's coming. And Balky says, Larry, step on it. We need to get to the hospital. And Larry's like, you trying to drive while someone's pregnant? And he's like, well, just put your foot on the accelerator, dog. He's like, it is on the accelerator. And there's some kind of joke about how he forgot how to drive when they first got in the car. Right. It's a big thing for Larry. Yeah. Um, he has crazy road rage, crazy freaking out. He's, he drives past the the turnoff for the hospital. And Balky calls him on it like, dude, are you all right? Like, that was the turn. He's like, you want me to go faster? You want me to turn? What do you guys want from me? Gina says, I want you to stop the fucking car because it's coming. Whoa. Grabs Larry by the head. His head's back, like, grabs him by the hair. He can't see. He's like, I can't see. We're all going to die. And of course, he's like turning the steering wheel. That would, okay, obviously, they might die. Larry stops it. The baby's coming, Brad. They're going to deliver a baby right now. And Larry's like, not in my car. This is no, <laughs> no, can't do it. We got to go to a hospital. He's like, well, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Oh, watch out for that speed bump, by the way. Why is there speed bump, like, in the middle of the road? What is Larry doing? They hit it. All of a sudden, oh, the baby. We're, I'm delivering this baby right now. And then Balky delivers a baby. In seconds, mind you. That right. speed bump did a lot of the work for her. Yeah. Either that or she was in real labor for a while back there. Yeah. Well, she said earlier, like, she said she she had been in labor for a while, but she didn't yeah. want to wake them. Because they stayed up so late. <sighs> just, like, <sighs> practicing. Mm. Talking about Ike. Eeks. Heard a lot of Ike talk from the bedroom. Um, Balky delivers the baby. We hear, and then Balky looks at the baby and he says, Hello, baby. Hello, Hello baby. baby. Larry's freaking out. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. He looks back, looks forward, eyes wide, passes out, and just his head hits the steering wheel and the horn goes off. Yeah. Just, we pan out. We see the car in the middle of an intersection. Yes. Larry stopped the car in the middle of an intersection, slow pan out. So good. A car slowly comes up and just kind of like slowly drives around them and keeps going. So good. The miracle of life. They get back from the hospital. Larry is a shell of a human being pushed around by Baki like, Come on, big boy, we've had a big day today. Gina's at the hospital, reloading on them now. Yes. With her kid. Um, Larry is distraught, though. He's like, I'm such a failure. I'm such, I am such a useless failure. 
I mean, the most of the episode has been Larry trying to prove himself as a supervisor and a planner, mm-hmm. and he's just not good. Right. A lot of his advice, again, is to just swing it around or something, which doesn't work yeah. in many situations. So, Balky takes his time to do some reverse psychology, and he's like, you know what? You're right, Larry. You are a failure. Larry's like, what? That's crazy. He's like, don't even worry about it. You know, I talked to Gina, and I think I'm not going to bring you in on her apartment hunting. I think I'm going to put her, post her up in this, I'll look for an apartment in this neighborhood. And Larry's like, listen, Balky, that neighborhood is horrible for her. First off, she's pregnant. Well, she's not pregnant anymore. She just gave birth. <laughs> first off, she, first off, first off she's, she's pregnant again. She's already pregnant again. She's already pregnant. The baby's having babies. The baby came out pregnant. <sighs> They're going to need to be in walking distance of a supermarket mm-hmm. and public transportation. Mm-hmm. Well-lit streets because she's a woman at night. And the parks are going to need to be segregated enough to where her child, depending if it's a boy or a girl, doesn't feel so oddly territorial. Oh, Cousin Larry, I didn't think of any of these things. You are such a good planner and organizer and manager. Too bad you're a failure, self-proclaimed. And Larry's like, I see what you're trying to do there, Balky. Because Larry's already got a notepad out, a legal pad and paper out, making a yes. list of things they should. Let me just get this down really quick about what we need to get Gina's, Gina's apartment. I'm making yes. a list. Now, Balky, listen. And he's like, I see what you did there, Balky. You know oh. what? Thanks, friend. Love it. That's the end of the episode, right? I think they yeah. hug or something. I can't remember. It's beautiful. I remember waiting for like the special music. Well, the, no, then they decide. Moment. They decide. Let's let's go out. Let's go out. We we had a big oh, night. Oh yeah. So let's let's go out and we'll grab some to eat and have make paint the town red. At five a.m. or six yeah, fucking a.m. Yeah, what's going on? They were up late, so I'm assuming that meant four. Well, they're gonna go hang out with the people at the donut shop again, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're close yeah. friends, yeah. birthday buddies, they're birthday pals. Let's go. Let's yeah. Let's meet up and get some donuts. Oh, again, uh, no, no Susan, no Twin Cassetti. nothing. A three-person cast this episode. Three people. All they need it is basically a stage play. Mm-hmm. Except a car involved. Yeah. Great. Well, well, that's you know you could theoretically have a stage play in a car. I do remember someone in my playwriting class wrote a car scene one time into um, one of their plays. Both of us, friend. Because in my playwriting class, someone did the same thing. I think two people did it, actually. What the fuck? Hey, um, helpful hint anyone that's thinking about writing a play to be performed in a theater, you aren't going to have driving scenes. Especially not ones where someone gets into a car, <laughs> drives around in the car, gets out of the car, and then goes somewhere else. That is not going to happen unless you have a very strangely set play. I have seen it in a musical. Well, if you're going to do like a, like a comedy thing where people yeah. are like... Oh, well, they're also like tiny right. like, cars that move around the stage. Like but you're not going to have a realistic, dramatic scene taking place in around a car. No. that's It's dumb. And people that do that are fucking idiots. The girl in my class who did it, it was a, it was a horrible relationship argument. Mm-hmm. And the girl ended up opening the car door and jumping out of the car while it was moving. <laughs> awesome. In in the one in my class, um, a guy was taking his girlfriend to an abortion clinic. Oh! And they had to. They were avoiding protesters. Um, they were they were hitting their car with like signs, and then they had to drive around. And eventually, they parked and went into the abortion clinic. <laughs> Can't wait to see that dramatic scene staged. Will they have um, the most cliched argument about having an abortion? Yeah, just lame. Great job, playwrights. Great job. Great job. So that's how the episode ended. Yes. Talking them going to paint the town red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. Brad, who won and who lost the episode? (sighs) 
I think Gina won. Yeah, she was kept up really late though. She was. Part of me wants to think Valky lost. As much as I love really? Valky and Larry, only because Larry got to be his crazy self. Uh -huh. And Valky's the one taking care of everyone in this episode. Valky is and doing who's taking care of Valky other than Valky? Dimitri. Dimitri's taking care of Valky. <laughs> and that's almost enough to be a winner. True. But Gina, like Valky and Gina are nice, normal people, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. for all the right. episode gives us. Wow, Balky lost. Gina did lose her apartment. Larry lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's every episode of Perfect Strangers now. That's true. I really do love the, the progression of... Larry also was coddled, though. By Balky had to not only like take care of the Gina situation, he also had to coddle Larry's like like fragile ego. So, so you're cool with Balky losing? I think losing. I'm okay with Balky losing. I think, yeah. And you think either Larry or Gina... Gina definitely won. I think Gina won. Gina won, Balky lost. Yeah, defo. Defo. I wonderful episode. I definitely encourage everyone to seek it out. Mm -hmm. Perfect Strangers is awesome. Guys, the rest of Perfect Strangers episodes are also amazing. I can't wait till they get their their uh, couples in here, those two love interests, mm -hmm. because that's when things are gonna get crazy. I think we I think we might see Gina again too. Oh I think yeah. she comes back. Oh yeah. Oh. Spoilers. Spoilers. Will we ever see Chip Zine in an episode? That's my that question. That would be awesome. Don't <laughs> even look that up. Let's just let that be a surprise yeah. for you if it ever happens. That would but that's be awesome. that's Perfect Strangers. Yay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Thanks. Brad, it's always a pleasure. It's been a delight. There are many ways you can get in contact with the show. Yes. One of our favorite methods is a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Brad, what's the number? 206-339-5894. Just call it. Just, just give it a ring. Guys, you don't have to wait um, uh, for an operator. You no. call, and, well, you do have to wait for the beep. You wait for the beep, definitely. And then just chat at us. Just say, just say things. Just say words. You can also uh, email us. Ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Do we have an email this week? Do you want me to just go over all the communication stuff? Yeah, first? let's do all that first. Twitter? Ramjack, at ramjackpodcast. Website. Curiosity Bounds. Curiosity Bounds slash Ramjack. Curiosity.com yeah. slash Ramjack. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Those uh, points. So, well, that was yours. I don't, I'm not supposed to say the I website just, address. Shifting shift it up. Oh, shift you it got up. me. You got me. Oh, shucks. Find us on iTunes. Leave us a review. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Greatly appreciated. Collecting stars. Gotta catch all the stars, We're guys. making our own Milky Way, basically. Guys, we need the stars. We really do. We need all the stars to come out for Ramjack. <laughs> Twinkle, twinkle, all our stars. We're collecting them. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Please contact us with monsters. Guys, send us your drawings of all monsters. Of if you see a monster, I want you to draw a picture of it and send it to us. Please do. Are you fear? Just send us a drawing. Send us a voicemail about monsters. Do yes. your best monster impression. Mm. Are your pest Chip Zian and our Mark Lynn Baker and our Mark Lynn Baker and Chip Zian and our uh, lyrics to Takes Two involving perfect strangers. You know what? Just send us something. Oh, we've given you lots of ideas to work with. Come up with your own. Maybe they'll be better. <gasps> what are you going to do for Halloween? Tell us about your Halloween costume. What's your Halloween costume going to be? Is it going to be Ramjack themed? <gasps> are you going as Larry and Balky? Let us know. Oh, I want people to go as Dimitri and Cedric. Oh, two mascots. Yeah, that would be adorable. That would be amazing. That, those will be our costumes. <laughs> right, do you want to be Dimitri or do you want to be Cedric? Oh, Manzies. We have same costume, and for different parties, we switch up. Oh yes. That way, you're Cedric one time, and then I'm Dimitri, and then we just like it. go back and forth. I like it. That way, we don't have to fight over it. Yeah. Not there'd be a fight. I think you'd right. be like, hey. Or if we did like the horse costume, where it's two people in one costume. <laughs> 
And in one party, you're the head, and in the other party, you're the tail. Right. Are you the head of Cedric or the tail of Cedric? Like, I don't know how that works, actually. That would be a weird, we giant sloth. Like, I think people would be freaked out. Giant One sloth. of those prehistoric <laughs> sloths that still moves slow, but was fucking huge. Uh, it has a jetpack. What's happening? Moving. <laughs> I really do love the concept. It worked this week. Um... I was looking up sloth photographs for some reason, mm -hmm. and one of my coworkers came up behind me and got really excited about it. And we talked about sloths for a while. Nice. And part of that was the whole jetpack thing with a the sloth. They thought that was hilarious. It's pretty much the last. Is there any other way they can get in contact with this, Brad? No, that's all the ways. Wrong. What? Facebook group. <gasps> Oh my gosh! Guys, we have a Facebook group, and I love looking at it. Yes. I love liking the things on there. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much the only thing I do on Facebook these days. Mm -hmm. Get on there. Please. It's an open dialogue between all of us. Just, yeah, have fun. It's a party. No one's gonna talk shit about um, how great Inland Empire is in that Facebook group, I promise you, or they will be banned. <laughs> it's the one bannable offense. <laughs> Making ex shitty excuses for Inland Empire. But beyond that, pretty much everything, everything goes. goes. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, I know we have an amazing uh, email. We do. Do you have it queued up, friend? I do. I have it right here. Who's who's chatting at us? <clears throat> um, this is from Hordak. <gasps> Hordak's talking back at us? Friend of the show, Hordak. Is he all right? Uh, well, you'll find out. Um, the subject is Hordak's library loan. Oh. Dear Brad and Alex, this is Hordak, ruthless leader of the evil horde. Did you think I was gone forever? Fools! I've been really busy here in the dark dimensions of Despondos, where, yes, thanks for asking, I still remain banished. Good job, you did ask. Can I make a quick aside, friend? I, I'm looking at Brad's computer right now while he's uh -huh. doing this, and in the corner is a message from me, and <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> the chat window me and Brad were chatting at earlier, like, negotiating times or whatever. Mm -hmm. Alexander Green is up, and I'm like, wait. <laughs> Am I talking to Brad right now from the past and the future? Like, what's we, going we on? We have both had strokes. We basically both we had strokes. We've both right lost now. our goddamn minds. It's, it's late here. It, it is 12.30 in the a.m. I slept sitting up for a few hours on and off last night. And for probably a collective of maybe seven hours this week. So Brad's obviously I tired. am losing my mind. I am moments from hallucinating. <laughs> Please continue, Brad. I was just a little bit like, oh, All right. I was like, wait a minute. Whoa. <clears throat> I've just completed my Dark Triad recertification and am evil for another 500 years. It's no bar exam, but it's still quite an ordeal. I get slammed every time for being trapped in another dimension. <laughs> Why haven't you escaped yet? Can't you trick someone into freeing you? Why are there so many ghost dicks? <laughs> it's the same old song and dance. This isn't exactly a Beetlejuice situation here. Still, I was able to convince the board that the Horde remains viable with lots of new projects in the works. Among them is Mo Moduloc's latest creation, the Wintendro 64. This evil window cleaning robot can read magnetic magneto-optical disks and stores up to 64 megabytes of bartending information. Awesome. Is that blue Karu... Ka is it Karu... How is that? Karukeo? Karukeo? I have no idea. I was hoping you would... Yeah. Is that blue Karakeo or Windex in your highball glass king hiss? You tell me. Ha 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 ha. We're also working on that whole <laughs> smile stealing idea. Thanks for the tip. No! Ah. Oh man, Hordak. Gotta I mean, be careful. Hordak, he's gonna it? snatch up our ideas. If anyone's listening, it's Hordak. He's right. gonna twist them. At least someone is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Hordak. <laughs> 
was pleased to hear SkyMall Scramble return in a recent episode. We used to have a SkyMall in Despondos for many years until the Amish came and destroyed it with their <laughs> war machines. <laughs> Fucking Amish. With their war machines. <laughs> their wooden, horse-drawn <laughs> war machines. <laughs> This morning while I was in bed, I woke up to a horse neighing and thought, what the fuck just happened? Guys, I live in the middle of a city. Yeah. Now, I do know that there are horse-drawn carriages that roam the yeah. city streets, and I'm pretty sure it was one of them. Most but it likely. sounded really, really loud and we, close. You, also, on the corner of your street, there is a sharp crossing sign. <laughs> I know. So, you never know. I mean, this is a we're like a, a hop's going to jump from Despondos in my right. mind. Definitely. Definitely. But go ahead, Knight. Their terrible sky raper brought the whole thing crashing down into the pit of Jizo. I can remember passing many a fond hour in the food court where they actually served a dish called Sky Mall Scramble. <laughs> it always came back, if you take my meaning. A literal sky mall. Hmm. A palace in the sky. Speaking of food, I was amused to hear of the return of the monster cereals to your world. The Horde army eats nothing but monster cereals. <laughs> of course. At least we did, back when we were conquering the universe. Now you're lucky if you can even find a single bo- a single box of fruit bat or zombie nana in their desolate wasteland. Why is that not a monster cereal? Seriously. Zombie nana? I mean, it does. It's, I mean, it's a... Come on, General Mills. Get on layup. that. That's a layup. That's the, you, that's the only one you're missing is a zombie. And that's popular now still for some reason. This year, go back to basics with Fruit Brew mm-hmm. and mu- Yummy Mummy. Next year, introduce a new monster into the fold. Zombie Nana. Zombie Nana. Love it. Love it. In Now you're lucky if you can get, even get a single box of Fruit Bat or Zombie Nana in this desolate wasteland. We live mostly on drop shipments of rice and the hope that one day we will escape and destroy everyone. <laughs> Dream high. Dream big. Yeah. I suppose congratulations are in order on the occasion of your 150th episode. I've spent some time in the 150s in the Despondos Public Library in order to learn how to psychologically exploit my enemies. I've recently spent much more time in the erotica section looking for Laura Wimsett's book. (laughs) Well, they have quite the selection of backdoor exploits. The Wimsett book is apparently quite rare. It's available at three libraries in what you call Kentucky. (laughs) Perhaps you can find it there. For obvious reasons, no one will enter a library to loan a book to Despondos. I'm attaching the details for your convenience. Hopefully the information will prove valuable in your quest to destroy Laura. Please think of me when you do. All the best, Hordak. And here listed, we have the three libraries that contain copies of Laura Wimsett's book. Jonathan, I am. I will be sending these to you yes. immediately. If anyone wanting to destroy Laura, it's Jonathan. Yes. So, um, just, Hordak is helping. Just so any, any other listeners that are traveling through Kentucky and need uh, to snatch up these books, uh, you can go to Western Kentucky University at the Helms Cravens Library, the Davies County Public Library in Orangeboro, um, and in the what is what is the FR an abbreviation for? FR Leonard Alvey Library. At Brusica University? I have no idea what FR means. Fr- Fr- Friar? Friar? Leonard? It could be Friar. Friar Leonard Alvey. Let's get, in, let's get into this. Let's Why would you need to abbreviate Friar? Oh, so hard to say Friar. Well, let's put FR. Uh, the only thing coming up on Google immediately is France. France Leonard. <laughs> he is, the, t- he is a con- the country of France Leonard Alvey. At Brusica University. Weird. So 
those are your locations, guys. Thank you, Hordak. It is much appreciated. Hordak, truly thank you. Indeed. I really appreciate everything that you send to us, and I hope everything's going all right in Spondos. Hope it is. Hold out for those rice shipments. <laughs> One day escaping and, you know, destroying everything. Right. Thank you. Live your dreams. Live your dreams, buddy. Live them. It's your life. It's your dream. Nothing's what can stop you now? Nothing can stop you now. Well. Ghost dicks. I mean, ghost dicks. That's like the only an, thing. Uh, like just it's my dream. It's my life. Ghost dicks are the only thing that can stop me now. Ghost dicks. Everywhere. I was also going to say the separation of his reality from ours, but true. I mean, that's a that's a tough bridge to cross. That's that's two things that are tough. Double dukes. Guys, be safe this next week. Be safe. Um. Do your best. Do your part to be the best. Around. None's ever gonna keep you down. No. Braveheart. Alex, you're like speaking so far away. You're speaking at like a direction that's so opposite of the microphone. I'm speaking toward you. <laughs> you're speaking behind. From behind the microphone. You were, it's like you're going out of your way to speak oh, backwards to the microphone. We did a lot of drills <laughs> earlier about what would happen if... <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm just gonna talk behind oh, the microphone. Man, hello, I'm talking to everyone. Hey, right we're here. both te- telling secrets behind the microphone. That way, the audience can't Brad, hear. Can they hear us back? No, here? they can't hear back here. Do, do they know? Do they know that like we're like falling asleep recording the podcast? It's a late night. Of course, like I have been for like the past four, so I don't think they'll notice. Back in front of the microphone. <laughs> So guys, if you're out there, tr- just driving around, maybe you got maybe you got a pregnant woman in the car, you need to park at that hospital, but oh no! Ah, the parking spaces are filled with kids playing ball God, and those territorial jacks. toddlers. Oh, so territorial. I hate them. You just roll your window down, you look them right in the eye, and you pl- you you, t- you turn it back on them. Yeah. Play their own game. And you say, the parking spaces. different in the woods more sure more sharing you're getting us through the woods if you could see you're not the man who started and much more open-hearted than I knew you to be it takes two I thought one was enough, it's not true It takes two of us, you came through When the journey was rough, it took you It took two of us, it takes care It takes patience and fear and despair To change, though you swear to change You can tell if you do It takes two You've changed, you're thriving There's something about the woods Not just surviving You're blossoming in the woods At home I'd fear We'd stay the same forever And then, out here You're passionate, charming, considering It takes one to begin, but then once you've begun, it takes two of you, it's no fun, but what needs to be done, you can do, when there's two of you, if I dare, it's because I'm becoming aware of us, as a pair of us, it 
accepting a share of what's there. We've changed. We're strangers. I'm meeting you in the woods. Oh, mind what dangers. I know we'll get past the woods. And once we're past, let's hope the changes last. Beyond woods, beyond witches and slippers and hoes. Just the two of us beyond lies. Save at home with our beautiful prize. Just a few of us. It takes trust. It takes just a bit more, and we're done. We want four. We have none. We've got three. We need one. It takes two. You know, originally, do you know the story about the Perfect Strangers? That originally I did the pilot, Bronson Pinchot and me, and they hated me. And oh. Oh, it's no. okay, because uh, I wouldn't want to be on true? the show, but... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 well, I don't want to be on that show. I mean, you know, it's good. It worked out for the yeah. better for me. Now, My I... show's going to be opposite that show. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I like you on the show, but really, both of them are <laughs> boring. But Louie, now, Louie, come Louie. on. All right, now, no, they're not. They're fine, they're funny fellows. Is it, is, it a, uh, is it a fun <laughs> a place to uh, spend your day? I love working there. Oh, I, sure. Really, I, come on. Oh, come on, get... No, I do. I do. I love it. Yeah. The boys are wonderful. They're the great boys? to work with. Yeah. Oh, that's the nice. boys. Bronson and Mark and Mark. Bronson. Oh, yeah, yeah, my buddies. They're they're. <laughs> Louis, I'm okay. so sorry. No, I had no you. idea. You're great. On the I do. I somehow feel responsible. No, don't. I, I I'm not bitter <laughs> about it. So it's is... rumored we'll get through this, Pat. Is no, it no, 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 no. I I have my doubts. Yes. Frankly, <laughs> so it's okay.